In Hollywood, when people hear the words casting director, it's easy to feel intimidated. But what if I told you that a good casting director is rooting for you? I am so excited to share this very special Sky Talk with Andrew Linford, whose perspective from behind the audition table is not only unexpected, but inspiring. Until recently, Andrew ran the casting department at Center Theater Group. His casting associate credits there include Soft Power, Sweat, Big Night, and many, many more. He was also the casting director for the record-breaking production of Spamilton at the Kirk Douglas Theater. After working as an actor in his native UK, earning him a Best Newcomer nomination in the National Television Awards, Andrew moved into producing, directing, and casting. Associate West End credits include Priscilla, Grease, Thriller, and more. Most recently, he finished casting the Spitfire Grill for the Gary Marshall Theatre, a new musical at the Wallace Annenberg, and is currently working on another feature film, The Kindred. Hello and welcome to Sky Talks here in the Sky Lounge at the Line Lofts in Hollywood, California, part of Wilshire Skyline Property Management. I'm your host, Wendy Rosoff, and I am so thrilled to be presenting this series of Elevated Conversations. Our goal is to present a wide variety of fascinating speakers that can provide exclusive insight into their world. Hopefully we learn a little and are inspired to do a lot. As I mentioned, the Line Lofts is located in the heart of Old Hollywood, a refined hideaway with stunning views in every direction, abundant building amenities, guest events, services, and benefits. For more information about this stunning property, check out thelinelofts.com. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. I'm so thrilled that you're able to join us I'm tonight. delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So can you tell me a bit about your beginnings and how you found your way into casting? I can. Please do. <laughs> um, so I think like most people who end up in casting, mm -hmm. you do kind of fall into it. Yeah. And most people come to casting via a different route in the entertainment business. Uh -huh. uh, mine's quite ordinary. I was an actor for a long time uh, in the UK. Mm -hmm. I'm from London and was relatively successful as an actor. Mm -hmm. And I managed to work on television quite a lot. Um, and when you do that and you get to know a lot of people because you're in a relatively high profile show, I think you're lucky enough to be in a situation where you can say to people, you know, I'd quite like to right. have a go at directing, yep. or I'd like to write some of this. Um, and when I was a ballsy 20-something-year-old, yep. I did that, and people responded really well and said, yes, why don't you come and do a bit of this, that, and the other? Um, and so I diversified, and I was writing a bit, directing a bit, and mm -hmm. continuing to act. And then the directing took over, and mm -hmm. I was using casting directors myself mm -hmm. for shows that I was working on. They became friends. I was interested in what they were doing more and more. They knew when I was out of work and I was unemployed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they'd call me up and say, I know you're not working and we're desperate. We're seeing 300 dancers for Greece tomorrow. Yeah. Could you please come? And I'd sort of have a moment of panic and think, I can't do that. And then turn up and have a fantastic time and have fun in, in, yeah. in, in the room. And slowly, uh, it just took over. And I gained a bit, bit, of, a bit of a reputation for being a reliable associate, uh, mostly for West End musicals, yeah. actually. You know, it, it's a bit like, you know, for the Broadway shows in London, there's three or four casting offices right. that tend to do yep. everything. 
and I made sure that they got to know me. <laughs> um, and they, they asked me to do stuff. So I floated around a bit, um, and I really enjoyed that because you don't have full responsibility, but yeah. you have to you know, have a good knowledge of who's working and who's out there. Um, it's kind of the best of both worlds a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the fun part about those types of shows, the big musicals, is, you know, you see 300 fantastic dancers one day, and then the next day you're meeting people who've just finished The X Factor because they're going to come in right. for a bit of stunt casting to play Danny in Greece yeah, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then you meet these wonderful West End performers or Broadway performers who you've admired for a long time. So I kind of learned on the hoof pretty quickly and then started working on stuff cool. in my own right. And what that was you... a long answer. Is everyone still No, that was perfect. Okay. That was perfect. Thank you. And what brought you here? <laughs> what brought me here? Well, I... I toed and froed a bit to LA. Toed and froed. Toed and froed. As you do. I'd, I'd been back and forth um, <laughs> quite a lot um, because various friends were working out here and some of my friends uh, who worked in casting actually were, were out here. Okay. I should just say, by the way, when I say casting, it's really funny because people say, oh, you work in costume. So, you know, if someone here says to me, oh, what costume. do you do? I say, right. I work in casting because I don't yeah, say yeah, yeah. casting. I say casting. Yeah. They go, oh, what's it like working in costume? And I'm like, no, no, I said ca 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 casting, casting. Casting. I uh, just, I have to be clear in case anyone so far has not realized I'm talking about casting, not costume. Um, uh, what did you ask me? I've forgotten. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, what brought you here? What brought me here? So um, really, I blame him. It was my husband because mm. he, he got uh, a job over here. Um, he's, he works in film marketing. Okay. And his company have an office here. Um, which was not actually performing all that well, dare I say, for mm -hmm. a period of time. Um, and so he came out a few times to you know, sort of shake it up a bit. Yeah. And we thought, you know what, let's, let's go out and, and, and see what happens. So really it was because of his job. He's, he's made okay. an enormous success of it now, obviously. Great. Um, and initially we came for 12 months and it's been nearly four years. Oh, so wow. I had to find something to do, yeah, really. Yeah, And I'm glad so you did. So that's how I ended up. <laughs> So Andrew I and I forced my way into the world of LA you casting. Did. You did. Elbowed yeah. your way yeah, in. I did, yeah. um, Andrew and I have met previously. Do you I've want to talk about that? I've never seen you before in my life. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, yes. Can, can I say how we did actually meet first? Yes. Time? Yes. Absolutely. So um, I was running the casting department at Centre Theatre Group, and as you may or may not know, Centre Theatre Group do a lot of uh, workshops throughout the year. They develop new works. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, we were doing this very bizarre <laughs> <laughs> musical. Was it a musical? I don't know what it was. It had music kind of, in it. There was music. Um, the <laughs> wonderful director, choreographer Ken wrote. Um, you may know his work. He's fantastic, but slightly out there. And it, it was like experimental. Experimental like Bavarian dwarves. Bavarian dwarves. Or whatever it was, elves. Totally it was normal. kind of like Santa's helpers, what they did the rest of the year type it, thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And so Ken had yep. said to me, can you Perfect. just get a bunch of people in the room who are really versatile? We might want them to play the trombone. We might want <laughs> right. them to walk on their hands. Yeah. We might want them to be a fantastic dancer. We might want whatever. So I said, great. You know, that's a really nice casting yeah, kind of remit. You're like, great, just get a load of people. And I knew of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you actually, or you or your agent submitted you. you, you so I my, my agent did. Yeah, I think it was think, an agent yeah, call, yeah. 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 And um, I called you in, and yeah. uh, Wendy, I have to say, uh, did a great audition, and um, everyone liked you, and you didn't get it. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. But that was the first time <laughs> we met. Yeah. But I, I, I can honestly, you know when, when, when casting people say, 
oh, you didn't get it because you didn't match up and you didn't <laughs> this and you didn't that and you didn't the other. That really was true mm. because he didn't know what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And genuinely, um, you know, Ken said, wow, everyone in the room could be in this, but I don't really know what it, yeah. what it is. Which know? I think is more common than we actually realize. Totally. Which I want to talk about m more in depth a little sure. bit. But, but the good thing please. was, yeah. this is a good, I think, good for people to know yeah. is you and I connected through something that didn't work out for you on that occasion yeah. but you did impress and you stayed in my mind and uh when I what was the next I think I was running a big open dance call yeah and I needed it was the chorus call for the year for, for the season. season yeah the EPA the equity yeah. principal an uh, equity mm -hmm. chorus audition yeah and I needed somebody to come in and run a tap audition and then a dance audition yeah and, and i came I in the following season i know as well. the girl yeah. and so really that's how we got to know each other yeah. better and yeah. uh wendy did a fantastic job thank you several times yeah and yeah. we had fun and yeah. i love those Great. calls because she has to work oh, really so hard fun. and dance and i just sit there saying you're all marvelous yeah no well and they done. are all marvelous <laughs> that's what's so fun about it yeah. okay good so i want to switch gears just a little bit for a moment and then we'll return back so you've had this kind of varied career as most of us have creative hybrid um and as you've moved into casting what if anything have you found to be your biggest challenge in terms of either getting work keeping work staying stimulated in the work um whatever it might be for me yeah i think it's it's it was interesting for me <clears throat> because i came here with an idea that I was going to go and work for a few casting directors that mm -hmm. I that I knew on you know just two weeks here three weeks there kind of associate type jobs and then I got the full-time job at yeah at CTG Centre Theatre Group which was incredible really and I did I did kind of say to them why, why, why would you pick me because <laughs> I've only just got here right um and we had a discussion about that and they kind of said, well, why shouldn't we pick you? And I said, well, I think if you're a good casting director or work in casting, you have to regard it as a research job. Mm. And you need to know who's out there now mm. and who's available now mm -hmm. and who's working now. Um, and we can all do that. I mean, God bless Google. Yeah, you know, right, but we can, right, right. We can all do that by watching TV and going to the theatre and I hadn't long arrived in LA and it was the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. And some people were very snobby about it and said, oh, it's just a load of rubbish. Right. And, and I yep. said, well, I, I need to know talent. So I'm going to go and just see shows. And I had all this talent kind of dumped on my doorstep because I live in West Hollywood. Mm. Um, and I went to see loads of shows and I just got out and, and saw people. So I was lucky that CTG took me, took me on. Um, but my kind of part of the deal for myself was to get to know actors in this town yeah. as quickly as I could. Mm -hmm. And of course, along the way, you get to know other casting officers yeah. and directors and writers yeah. and, and choreographers and yep. dancers and all sorts of people. So that was great. And now I'm freelancing again. It's interesting to see how much of that is useful to me mm -hmm. and which relationships people are happy to maintain right and which ones are slipping away a little yeah. bit um maybe that might be my choosing partly for some <laughs> of them, I don't know. um sure but you know it's interesting when you've been in something for a period of time and then you you, you want to take the goodies yeah. out of that and make them work for you 
you know, as, as a freelancer, sure. as a professional. So I think the hard thing is maintaining relationships because we all have to do it. And I think it's one of the most important things, no matter what part of the industry you're in, relationships, to me anyway, have served as such an important tool in my career. Totally. It's everything. And, you know, it's very easy to think, oh, I'll send that email tomorrow yeah. or I'll, I'll, I'll drop that. Do it now. Yeah. And just remember that 20 years ago, we couldn't send an email right. and you'd have to walk up and down and drop your headshot in the door or whatever. Right. And people really could just put it straight in the trash yep. if they wanted. So, you know, I say to people, make a nuisance of yourself in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. You know, drop a brief note saying hi and whatever. And what's the worst thing can happen? That people don't get back to you? Right. So what? Yep. You know, yep. so I think, I think one of the hardest things is maintaining relationships. Yeah. But it's not that difficult if you do it in a positive way. I agree. Good. So my experience of you... Um, oh, God. Well, Here we go. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> when I came in for that call... Um, I'm slightly the nervous. First call. No, don't be, because it's really, really good. Okay. Um, I remembered it so specifically, you were on my radar immediately because you felt like an oldie timey New York casting director to me. You walked in, you got me, you looked at me in the eyes, you said, how are you today? And I was like, whoa, what? I'm great, thank you. And we had this little exchange as we were walking to the room, you put me at ease, it was very clear that you love actors and that you were there to see what I had to offer. And you also engaged, even in the initial audition. And then when I came back and I came back, you were constantly engaging me and kind of really sussing out who I was. And I felt that. And to me, that's so valuable because my experience now, predominantly in LA is that it's very much of a wham bam thank you ma'am I mean getting an adjustment is kind of rare um, having a conversation is kind of rare and part of that is time constraints and part of that is just people don't take the time to do it and I so valued that so is that something that is part of your lineage coming from UK and your background and that's how things work? Is that just part of Andrew magical personal fairy dust? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some fairy dust in my pocket. I know you do. Speak. I know you um, do. Well, thank you very much, first yep. of all, for, for, for the compliment. And I think that uh, several things come to mind mm -hmm. uh, when, you, when you describe that experience. And first of all, good, because that's yeah. what I want people to good. feel. So, so, so thank you. I'm Mission pleased, accomplished. I'm pleased it works. Yeah. Um, I think... When you're auditioning somebody for the theater, I do casting for film and yep. television as well, but predominantly here it's been the theater. And the thing you have to remember is you're, you're probably, you know, if you get cast, you're gonna be in a room with this person for three, four weeks of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, we need the girl who can come in and be the nurse in general hospital and say four lines and go out again, and, and it's gonna be your morning's work, yeah. where, which, is, which, by the way, is a hard enough task yeah. to deliver that yes, and deliver it, it well. But, you know, it doesn't matter so much about the temperament of that person, potentially, if it's going to be half a day's gig. If we're going to want you to be vulnerable and explore stuff and, uh, you know, deliver in the rehearsal room, we need to know that you can be confident, confident with us, we can be confident with you, we have to get a good feel of that person. Yeah. That sounds really rude. <laughs> a good feel of that person. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do, Have I do, a good I feel do. Of that person. Um, <laughs> you can cut that out. Um, but, but that is the reason that 
it is important for me to say, hi, how are you? And thank you for coming. And did you park okay? And we kind of read for you, but do you want a few minutes? Yes. You know, and, and I think it's important because I want you to come in and do the best you can do. Because yeah. I want the director and the creative team to say to me, Andrew, all those people were brilliant. We're spoiled for choice. I don't want them saying, oh, God, well, she wasn't what prepared or she wasn't ready yeah. or whatever. So, yes, it is important yeah. that you put the actor at ease. You know, there are other environments, and I, I say this totally respectfully of my other, um, you know, my casting colleagues. Sure. When you are casting commercials and, and, and fast turnaround television, you don't have time for the luxury right. of that. And, and, and actors know that. And they understand that sometimes you've got to stand on the X and have oh, a nervous yeah. breakdown in, <laughs> in, in three lines. And get out. And get out, yeah. you know. So, so one day I might be doing those jobs again. Mm -hmm. I will still try and accommodate people's feelings and yeah. make them feel at home. But, but you know, those other jobs do exist. But sure. in my, my world so far has been that I've been able to, you know, respond to people in the way that you said. I would just say very quickly, there's a a very well-known casting director here, I will name no names. Of course not. Who is a friend of mine, and he, she, phones me <laughs> and says, and says, how, how are the tea and crumpet auditions going? And I say, what do you mean? And this person <laughs> says, well, you know, you take so long with everyone. You know, you practically give them tea and crumpets when they come in the room. <laughs> And I say, I'm very proud of the fact that I do that. So I like the in crumpets. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So, um, so yeah, I, th I think, you know, you, you actors are always, always do better if they feel mm -hmm. at ease, right? Of course. Yes, and I yes. also spend some time behind the table and of course you do, so do you know the this. same exact thing. It, yeah. To me, it, it makes all the sense in the world. What we do is already so challenging and so hard that, you know, fighting another fight once you get into the room, whether it's internal or whether, you know, whether it's through your lens as the neurotic actor or whatever is happening, yeah. it's all, it all feels real in that moment. So and have interestingly, the, the reason that I thought of you when I wanted to start. Neurotic actor? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. When I, when I, when I thought of, I thought of you when I needed to do the dance auditions because I did kind of connect with you on that day. And I thought, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, because I didn't know yeah. you, but I thought, I think this is the kind of person that would probably operate in the room in a similar vein mm -hmm. to me. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I want, because what I don't want is shouty choreographer. Yeah, scary. With me kind of having to apologize on their behalf. Because, you know, some, some, some choreographers are pretty strict. They still get the job done, but I don't want to be the one going, oh, honestly, she's nice, really. You know, I want people to come out the room saying, wow, isn't she lovely? <laughs> I and, remember. And, and you and I work together well. Yeah. So I'm pleased that we sort of, whatever that kind of connection was we had, mm -hmm. worked out. The first time we did work together, you said something to me, like when we were having the conversation on the phone, you hadn't offered me the job yet, and we were kind of just having back and forth. And you said something in a really lovely way that was basically like, don't scare the children. <laughs> I said, I will oh, no, not scare I was the telling, children. I was telling you your job. Yeah. How, <laughs> no, no, how, no, 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 no. How rude But it was me. like, you know, don't, don't be that we scary, just destructive, and, and welcoming. I think, I think yeah. as well, because CTG's reputation is, is, is so big, yeah. I just want every actor that had totally. come through the door just to go away saying, you know, I, if I don't get it, at least I had, I got in the door at CTG yeah. and I had a nice time. Exactly. Because people spend a lot of their years trying to get Doing in that, that door. For you sure, know. for so sure. So I just wanted to... Yep. We gave them a nice time, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah. Hey, do you have a favorite casting story? Oh. Clearly I don't, because I just... <laughs> I, couldn't think, I couldn't think of anything. What's a win? Have you ever had somebody who came into the room and they were like, nope, and you were like, just take a moment. Do you know, that? I think the exciting thing 
that happens from time to time is somebody will come in who in your head is someone who you might know already mm-hmm. or their resume says they must be a good actor but actually you've just got a vibe they might not be quite what might be right on this occasion but they come in and they do something else mm-hmm. right they come in we've sat there and we've heard the scene 20 times right. and they come in and they just do that thing and you can't always say what it is but something happens and they go out the door and everyone, there's that beat. You always know everyone's going to say something positive because there's a beat. Yep. When people, they don't like people, almost the door goes click and they go, well, I didn't like them. Yep. But they go out and there's that moment where everyone goes, oh, mm. that, oh, uh, yeah, that's, it's so true. that was that's interesting, exactly right? Yeah. And so that happens and I love that. And there's been one or two, I mean, you know, I can, I can think of one or two occasions where somebody really did do that yeah. and someone who just in the back of my mind wouldn't have been probably my my guess mm-hmm. at, at getting the role yeah did um great oh things i mean i've got all the all the, all the horror stories but i won't <laughs> but i won't do those because this no. is all feeling so positive wendy Let's yeah. <laughs> we're gonna keep it on a positive slant <laughs> yes, tonight exactly. um what i'm desperate to tell them that. <laughs> Get, if you want to give dirt we're here for no, it people. We're no. here. <laughs> I, I, I did tell you one story very quickly. Yeah, okay great this was, this was actually happened this happened to a friend of mine so i wasn't actually the casting director okay. um for this particular project but she went in it was a big dance call in the west end and uh they said the following people can go and they called out just her name <gasps> right <laughs> right and she was like oh so she couldn't get out of there quick enough so she goes out and she's, you know, putting her coat on, walking towards the doors. It's in a West End theatre. Okay. And she's like, I haven't got my bag. Oh, no. And her bag was on side of stage. So then she had to go back. Slither back and into the room. Where they were learning the next part of the dance to get her bag. And I said, what did you do after that? And she, she said, it was only 11 o'clock, but I went to the nearest pub and had a very large shit. Yeah, of course she and, did. And cried for about six hours. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so remember, your ba- remember your belongings when they cut you. <laughs> is, my, is, my, is my advice there. So <laughs> that's so funny because one, my you. next question was going to be essentially some wisdom, and that was not what I was looking for. <laughs> well, we but you know, I could, do, I could probably do nicer things at that. Maybe. Actually, the question that I have for you is: um, if there was anything, what would you convey to an actor who's about to walk into the room? What what message do you wish that they would know that perhaps they don't about casting, about just kind of what's going on behind the table in general? So this sounds like a slightly odd thing to say, having said that I like to engage with people. Mm -hmm. Engage with me outside the room, Mm -hmm. but when you come in, just say hi. And if I choose to say this is so-and-so the director and this is so-and-so the... Don't necessarily come over and shake hands. Don't say, oh my God, there's so many of you. Because people say (laughs) that that all the time. And you're like, that sounds like you're saying I'm I'm scared in some way. Just come in, say hi, and then be guided by the room. Yeah. You know, don't come in and do the whole, oh, I've had a terrible morning and I'm not really prepared because it's like, I'll know if you're not that well prepared. Right, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> clear, you clear. You don't need to explore. So, and, you know, and, you know and, and it's a little tough one because I do cast quite a lot of musical stuff. People always say, I've got rid of a bad throat. Oh, and it's like, yeah. don't just sing it. It's, right. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, you know. Right. Um, so don't make excuses yeah. when you come in the room, but be prepared to kind of go the second you come in. Let me or the director 
do the introductions or whatever. Which is actually really nice because for me anyway, when I'm preparing to go into a room, I'm getting myself into the zone. So when I have to socialize, not when I have to socialize, but when I'm forced into that chit chat where nobody's really interested in the chit chat, we all just want to get to the work, but Mm. somehow it's happened. For me, I have to work really hard to stay really grounded and centered in what I want to do. That's such a good point. And you know, I have learned that myself Mm -hmm. because what I always strive to do is put people at ease. And sometimes even after doing this for as long as I've been doing it, I talk too much Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) when the actor comes in the room. Mm -hmm. And in fact, one actor very politely said to me not that long ago, oh, I can fill you in on all that afterwards. Do you mind if we, could we just get into the scene? And I could have said, how dare you? But actually what I said was, do you know what? That's absolutely fine. I mean, I knew him and I hadn't seen him for a while. And so I was being probably a little bit too familiar in that Mm. moment. And so it's a good note to self. Let actor do what they're here to do and then maybe chat afterwards. You know, it's like if you go and see a show, you want to see somebody after the show, not before the yeah, show. Yeah, totally. It's like yeah. they're preparing for the show, so have a drink afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't try and have a drink before. And I think there is, a, there is a way as an actor too because there have been times when I've gone in and the work is so complicated and so dark that I've brought myself to a place where if I if I really do go to the other side, it's going to take me a moment and just saying in that polite way, yeah. I'd love to chat afterwards. It's an interview. And just, yeah. And, and, if you've and having the confidence to do it without you don't making to be a blown. rigmarole yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I get I it. That. It is an interview. And in the same way that if you're interviewing for a job, in the back of your mind, you've got the, well, if they throw me a bit of a curveball and ask me this, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Or I'm going to do that. You know, and as an actor, you've got those. Yep. You know, if they say, what do you of think course. of the script? Or tell me what you think about the character. You've yes. probably got those answers in your head. And the moment someone says, oh, I saw on Facebook that your cat died. Or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're, all those things are going to sl- slither out of your right, head. exactly. So you don't want that yep. when you go in. Yeah. So I've learned myself to let actors get on with it, actually. Right. What's next for you? What's happening with you right now? Um, I'm going to go over there and have the cheese. I love that. <laughs> There's I'm some sort of that. like crusted wedge over there. I love a crusted wedge. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who I doesn't? Think I, I, that, cut that out as well. Okay. Um, so um, what's next for me? Um, so uh, I'm currently working on uh, a feature, which is called The Kindred. Great. Um, which is a fascinating script. And it was one of those things where it's a producer I've worked with a lot in the UK, mm-hmm. but hopefully they're going to cast some of it here. It's shooting in the UK now. It was touring and proing, so probably most of it. I still do stuff for the UK right. from here, um, but that's really exciting. And they're chasing a couple of profile kind of actors yeah. for the two leads. Great. Um, but there's some wonderful roles in it for all sorts of people. So, so that's exciting. That shall probably take me good another six weeks I think mm, probably on that yeah. um, and then I'm doing a show at the Gary Marshall Theatre in Burbank yes. which is great I've just cast a show for them um, and they've asked me back so hopefully that means we did a good job yeah, so I love nice. that space and I it's, love the it's people great. that are running and, it and, now and they've kind of re what's the word reinvented it yeah. over the last couple of years rebranded it re-branded entirely it. Yeah. And, and, and it's exciting to be it's a part of, of that yeah. and that's kind of moving ahead um, great and we'll see We'll I love see. that story. Some of those relationships are still good. Yeah, so they are. <laughs> hopefully people will, will, will call me and, uh, and we'll be busy. Good. Let's open it up to two or three questions. <gasps> I forgot this part. Um, my question is, what is, what do you think is the commonality between uh, the actors that you constantly want to work with, that you constantly want to bring in, 
that you feel are positive, that push through those lulls and those depressive moments when things are slow? What do you think is the common thread between them? You know, what, what should we strive for in terms of, uh, you know, our adjectives? Like, if that makes sense. I think you're asking me. Yeah. Um, so the actors that I bring in quite regularly, yes, what they, do they have that make me Yeah, what, what, are their, what are the aspects about them sure. that, you, that you think are the common thread? But you know, what, what's the pattern that you see? Every casting director has their kind of go-to favorites yeah. list. Mm -hmm. we, we all do. Often that's because those people will prepare quickly and come in quickly okay. and there won't be a kind of hoo-ha about, oh, she can't come or he can't come because. Um, so I've kind of got my reliables. I know we'll come in and we'll stay up all night preparing mm -hmm. if they need to, people. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say I still don't, obviously, I, I still need to think that they're great actors as well. Sure. But there are people that I know are reliable and, and will prepare well. Um, and so sometimes if I've got gaps on my list and I think, think of somebody who may be not quite, you know, fit the breakdown, but I think the director will like them, I will still bring them in because I know that they'll do a good job in the room. So I think it's reliability, good preparation, um, and not necessarily versatility. Because I think people always think, well, the people who go in all the time, they must think of them for loads of different things. It's not always the case, actually, because you can be good at one thing and do it well. You know, be a one-trick pony, but make it a good trick. And that's okay, because invariably I'm going to be casting parts that you will fit and parts that somebody else will fit. Um, preparation is so important. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have had agents say to me, well, that's the day after tomorrow mm -hmm. that you want to meet so-and-so. Well, they won't have time to... And you kind of go, well, I know everyone has a life and a day job and mm -hmm. kids and whatever, but I want to see you. Right. So can you learn this? Can right. you do your best? I don't mind if you have the page in your hand when you come mm -hmm. in the room, but if you've got to stay up late to work on it, then stay up late and work on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got those people in my head quite a lot of right. the time. Sub-question to that. Do you find that there's a really big difference between American actors and UK actors? When it comes to those <laughs> Yes, you do. So, I'm going to quote another well-known casting director. And <laughs> she, stroke he, said to me, slash he, stroke <laughs> he, said, it's really interesting because this casting director was casting some Brit British roles here. Mm -hmm. And they were seeing American and British actors for those parts, right? And they said they think the difference is that actors in this town who are good kind of working actors generally get quite a lot of castings. And the castings fit in around everything else they're doing. Whereas a British actor will put everything else to one side and focus just on that casting and make every casting feel like it's the only thing in their week. Now, I don't know if that's specifically true, but right, it was interesting. Right. And, and this is for a big TV show mm -hmm. that this person was working on. So they'd seen like everybody. And they felt that the British actors generally were more prepared and made it more of an event for themselves mm -hmm. in the room than maybe some of the American actors did because they also had a commercial that day and they had a whatever else that day and blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not saying that I wholeheartedly agree with that, but I think a lot of it comes down to training and your mindset. And I think that 
some of the training available in this town is not possibly as strong as in other places. Now, that doesn't mean that the individual can't then grow and learn right. once they've finished their training or they continue to do class or whatever. But I think, again, it's about commitment and preparation and those, they're the differences that I see. And also, when I've done general auditions for the theatre where people bring monologues, which is always fascinating to see what people bring to think, you know, that represents them in a two-minute monologue, I think, sweeping statement, uh, a lot of the American actors try to give away all their goodies in the first two seconds. I'll say, what's the piece? And I'll say, this is such and such from such and such a play. And I'll say, great, whenever you're ready. And suddenly it'll be, ah, and some great big nervous breakdown thing or you know, crying and screaming. I want to be enticed in as an audience. You know, bring me in slowly. Don't give it all away. You've got two whole minutes, you know. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me learn something about this character as you unfold gently. You know, don't, don't feel like the best way to get my attention is to suddenly snap into some, you know, ranting and raving and... You know, when I've had a whole day of it, I don't want that at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I, want, I want something quite gen genteel by yes. that, that point. But I think, I think there is a tendency here sometimes that people will think, I've got to have my... It's a bit like the X Factor generation. People think you've got that 30 seconds. And you don't, actually. And sometimes the most fascinating person of the day is the person that did very little, but really, really engaged with me probably by doing... Less, you know, less yeah. is more and all that yeah. old stuff. So Great. Thank you. I hope Thank that answered you. your question. Thank you. That's a good question. All right, Andrew. I've talked for too long. No. Here's why I turned <laughs> it around and you didn't know. Yes. Do you have a question for me? Do you have any questions <gasps> for me, Andrew? Oh. <laughs> now, I wish you'd told me this before. Because I could I have didn't. thought of some mean old questions. Um, do I have a question for you? Well, do you so know, I think that You've been an actor for a while. I have. And you've worked in New York, and now you're here. Yeah. Is there a difference in actors from different parts of this country? Huge. Because I think there, there Huge is. Huge Because there are a lot of actors here from Nine Chicago. And tell me about that. <laughs> Why, what, what makes the difference? Because I'm fascinated. Because I've never worked in... New York. I've yeah. worked as an associate from here for New York casting offices, yeah. but I've never physically been in the rooms in New York. And how is that different? Um, I mean, I can only speak through my lens, of course. My experience is that in New York, you just train. You just train and train and train, and everybody is so serious about it. And um, when something's not working for you, you find a way through it and you keep going and there's a grit and determination and resilience that comes naturally in New York because the city will literally eat you alive if you don't do that. Um, and so it's a different temperament. It's a different personality type. There's, an there's a different uh, sense of intrinsic motivation. And also stage acting is quite different no matter what anybody says, yes, good acting is good acting, but there's just different prep for stage acting. And so um, my experience is that a lot of LA actors, although let me just preface this by saying I've met some phenomenal actors out here and I've worked with some incredible people, but most of them have come from New York or Chicago. 
by or way. at least have some kind of stage yep. background yeah right. for sure for sure for sure um so that's that's kind of been my experience in terms of the difference of but more than anything it's work ethic it's, and that's what it comes down to is that when I talk about grit and resilience and, you know, you hear no a thousand times and you just keep on going and um, it's, it's that insane work ethic. So that to me is the big difference. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, okay, great. Great. Andrew. You've been amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. you thank so you very much. much. We only had one question. Is that because I said too much? <laughs> well, she had a sub question. She had two. So we're so going to count I'm that so, as two. Sorry, everyone we're else. We're going to count she that as two. She, she ate up your question. We can chit chat with Andrew after we Please actually do. wrap it up. And we're wrapping it up. Andrew Linford, you are a joy. Thank you so much thank for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. You've just listened to Sky Talks Elevated Conversations at the Line Lofts. Special thanks to our guest, Andrew Linford. I'm your host, Wendy Rosoff, reminding you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you can catch our next episode. Bye for now.